If the Torah says an eye for an eye, why does our tradition insist that the meaning is monetary compensation? Welcome to the Transformative Daft. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 32 and we learn that the word used is tachat, meaning beneath. It wasn't until the 18th century that the Vilna Gaon explained that hidden within the Torah is a code to tell us that it means monetary compensation. Why doesn't the Torah say it? Because no amount of money could ever compensate for a limb, meaning to say that every limb that you have intact makes you rich beyond your wildest dreams. Thank God for all your blessings. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. There's a folk story of a blind girl who despised the day that she was born. She was angry at everyone and everything. But there was one individual whom she adored, her caring and devoted boyfriend. He was always there for her. While he had proposed to her on multiple occasions, she just couldn't bring herself to say yes. If only I could see the world, I would marry you in a heartbeat, was her constant response. Lo and behold, one day someone donated a pair of eyes to her. Suddenly she could see everything, including her boyfriend. Now that you can see the world, he asked longingly, will you marry me? But the girl was shocked to see that her boyfriend was blind too. With her newfound freedom, she couldn't picture herself married to a blind man, and she refused his offer of marriage. Crestfallen, the former boyfriend walked away in tears. Some weeks later, the girl received a letter from him, which read, Please just take care of my eyes, dear. Love you forever. Let's look at today's Gemara. Regarding one who injures another, let us see. The verse states, As he is done, so shall be done to him. Why do I require the subsequent verse that says, So shall be given unto him? This teaches that it refers to an item that involves giving. And what is that? Money. Let's analyze the Gemara. The Torah declares if a man wounds his neighbor as he has done, so shall it be done to him. A breach for a breach, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, as he has wounded a man, so shall it be given unto him. The verse appears to repeat itself. The difference, however, is to be found in the word give. From here the Gemara derives that we don't actually gouge out the eye of the assailant. Instead, he is required to pay compensation. Throughout the centuries, the Karaites and other literalist groups would taunt the rabbinic community over our interpretation of the Torah dictum an eye for an eye, claiming that there was no basis for not taking the verse literally. But then, in the 18th century, along comes the Vilna Gaon with a brilliant explanation. It doesn't say ayin la'ayin, which would mean an eye for an eye. It says ayin tachas ayin. Tachas means beneath. Why does the Torah use the word beneath? The Vilna Gaon teaches, take the three letters beneath the letters in the words ayin, and the riddle of the Torah is solved. The letters beneath ayin, yud, and nun, spelling ayin, are pei, kaf, and samach, which spell kesef, meaning money. In other words, the Torah always intended monetary compensation for physical damages. But if the Torah meant monetary compensation, why didn't it just say so? Let's consider for a moment the value of our limbs and body parts. How much is an eye worth to you? If someone offered you $1,000 for your eye, would you give it up? How about $10,000 for a leg? Or $100,000 for all of your fingers? My guess is that even if they would offer you a million dollars for each part of your body, you'd be hesitant to give up any of them. Most of us wouldn't give up our limbs for all the money in the world. 
While we know from the oral Torah that the meaning of the verse is that an assailant must pay monetary compensation for the damage that he has inflicted upon his fellow, it almost feels callous for the written Torah to spell it out. After all, could we ever adequately compensate for a person's physical loss? Of course not. It's almost like it's a mere token of kindness. It certainly doesn't replace the lost eye. That kesef will always be tachas beneath what is truly owed to the victim. So next time you're wondering why heaven hasn't blessed you with abundant financial wealth, think about all your physical blessings and what they're worth to you. Your eyes, your ears, your arms and legs, your heart, lungs, kidneys, liver. Chances are, after adding it all up, you'll discover that you're a multi-millionaire. All other material desires, all the money in the world is tachas beneath your greatest assets of a healthy body replete with limbs that are all intact. Every morning we thank Hashem for giving us a body that works properly. Blessed are you, Hashem, who heals all flesh and performs wonders. And throughout the day, every time we relieve ourselves, once again we utter the blessing. May you constantly thank Hashem for blessing you with abundant prosperity, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.